Hey. Hello, buddy. How are you doing? Is that a trick question? It is, because you keep getting distracted. I am, yes. You normally get really excited about a podcast and... That's true, but normally it's just you and me. I know. And the goldfish. I don't like you. all these usurpers getting in my time with you. Oh, Hell, part of the fun. Good, good. We have some guests here. I mean, they're just sitting there looking at us, doing our thing. Yes. Cassie. Cass. Cass. Cassie, yeah, and I'm not going to go with the last name. You, you actually say it, Kasha. It's like very soft, Kasha. 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 Yeah. There you go. Bye. Thursday, I'll try and get that yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, but everybody calls me Cass, so Cass Naviska. And then I, I think my name is a little bit more difficult to pronounce. I think it is, yes. Uh, David. David, <laughs> From yes. Simeon Cloud. You have a whole religion thing going on. We'll cover that a bit later on. But yeah, and, and, and the last name Nevins? Nevins. Nevins. Yes. That's very English. Is wasn't, it? Wasn't he an actor as well, Dave, Dave David Nevins? David Was that the guy from Star Trek? There no. Been, there have been some notable David Nevins. Yeah. David Nevins is a classic 1950s, 60s, very off fashioned and very posh Englishman oh, guy. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, go with that. That's yeah. fine. All right. <laughs> I should introduce myself like that next yeah, time. Yeah, do that. Go fat. I'm just going to check the volumes while you're introducing yourself, David. Away you go. Sorry? Go on, then let's hear you. Your oh. English introduction. <laughs> my English thing, introduction. Yes. I'll, I'll give you my English introduction in an American accent. I, of course, am David, one of the co-founders of Simeon Cloud, and... As you'll learn more in this podcast, we've recently joined forces with CoreView, so we're really excited about that and excited to tell everyone who's listening more about that as well. Cool. We'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Do you want a Polish introduction then? We do. Yeah, yeah go on. Let's do it. What do you sound like? What's your elevator pitch have, in Polish? Do you have any audience in Poland? Um, we are now li- being listened to in over 100 countries. Really? Yeah, we, we just got, got a batch this uh, this week. Well, congratulations. Well, that's an cool. excellent question. Guys. Look at me. I know. I, ca- so I can't even name a hundred countries. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Can you name six? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, well, so, anyway. no, no, I'm interested in this. A Polish elevator pitch then from Cass. About me or company? <laughs> uh, let's do with the company. Um, Corview, um, Platforma do Zarządzania Microsoft 365. Um, is that it? Rynku, no, no, w sumie tak, tak. Cool. Yes. Yes. So okay. you can do one um, in your um, natural language now? <laughs> Tell us about Simeon Cloud in your home language. In my home language. Well, Simeon Cloud is the leading configuration management solution for Microsoft 365. And so in short, we automate your Microsoft 365 configurations and settings using configurationist code. So what we specialize in is, again, automating the setup and ongoing management of your Microsoft 365 configurations and settings. We also back that up, give you uh, version control and the ability to restore, monitor, report on your configurations, detect deviations from your best practice, you know, drift control, um, among other things. So that's really our bread and butter. Among some other things. Among some other things. Always Always 50 things things and then some more. (laughs) Okay. Yes, in Polish. So you're going to have to do that in Polish, I guess, when you start no. to tell... Yeah, why not? Do you not have any <laughs> I can barely speak Polish at this point, honestly. Oh, it's well. very difficult. I know to you're based in yeah, Germany I, nowadays, yeah. aren't you? I'm based in Germany and use English everywhere, so... Cool. Yeah. Well, we're at ESPC. We're right in the middle of a very, very noisy expo, which is cool. And we're doing this yep. live. Yeah. 
Does that make anybody nervous other than me? Well, we, we always do these things live. That's I mean, so. That's <laughs> the, only, the only audience we normally have is my dog, Max. Exactly. And he sometimes gets involved. We should bring him next time. <laughs> he, this Max would be the number one reason why people would come to this booth. We should I agree, that. that's that a great idea. Because it's like a big, cuddly, super amazing dog. I wonder, we were talking earlier, weren't we, David, about um, what, what would attract people into a stand. I've never seen one with a petting zoo on it yet. <laughs> I think no, it's a brilliant idea. a few years, had a, what I was think that, brilliant. like an animal comfort um, thing with like little piglets and whatever. There we go. Yeah, I feel like everyone has, you know, people at their booth and swag or food will have a nice dog. That yeah, people we'll have a dog. I think it's yeah. a brilliant Come idea. Pet a pig. Pet a pig. What about but on special days? We can have a camel. What about all the shit that they bring us? Yeah, see, there's the glass half empty again, isn't yeah. it, man? <laughs> oh well. Okay. All right. Cool. So this Simeon Cloud stuff is news for Corview. Yep. We announced it like two weeks ago during the ignite. Um, so as David said, uh, we joined forces. Um, I think it's it's a beautiful story that we have together. Very solid story. How we basically help anybody using M365. Um, so all companies of all sizes, MSPs, partners, uh, pretty much everyone, yeah. to have a complete control in, first of all, setting up the tenant configuration and baselines and you know streamlining policies. So treating it as a foundation for any M365 tenant. And then Corvi comes in to help you manage objects from these tenants, which is, which is really cool. So um, yeah, I think it's great that we we are not together because it, yeah. it really makes sense, right? It's Agreed, that, and that's very well put. Um, two complementary solutions. You know, one way that I say it is also you know two sides to the coin, right? So Simeon helps with your initial setup yeah. and ongoing management of your configurations, the structure, and then Coreview is that day-to-day -day administration. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I said to Ian yesterday whether he's got a nice analogy for this, and he came up with this analogy of a house, which I thought was a really good one. Uh, we use house a lot when we're dealing with security and stuff mm. in SharePoint. We go to about locking doors and whatever. But yeah, you guys cover the foundation of the house, make sure it's solid, so well managed, well governed. Um, and then, of course, yeah. Coreview sits on top of that and uh, yeah. manages within the house, so right? Everything the inside of the house. Yeah. yeah, and I actually like that analogy also for one other thing. So um, we're going to be talking. Um, we're going to have more than just this podcast over the next we three are, yeah, days. Yeah. We're actually going to be talking about uh, different pillars of cloud governance. Yep. And what I like to think about it is like now Coreview and Simeon provide like a complete, you know, blueprint you can say, for the M365 governance, right? So yes. the analogy of the house and what's inside the house, it like fits perfectly. It does. That's <laughs> for the level 100 listeners. Yeah. 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 And then we can get more complicated when we talk yeah. about objects. I guess that would be 200 yeah. listeners. And then when no, we start bringing... No, the plan is to talk about like use cases, right? So, uh, so definitely you should listen to us uh, for the next few days um, to actually hear proper you know examples yeah. that we can help solve yeah yeah that's cool all right let's move away just a little bit from the technology then so um, David you're based in the US whereabouts yeah so I'm from New York and New York originally from oh, New York you've originally just gone up slightly higher in my estimation now. Oh, <laughs> I love that. New York yeah, people love to hear that when I'm abroad um, from New York originally currently based out of San Diego California yeah the company was previously in San Jose and 
obviously with COVID, everyone's been able to, or has really embraced the work from home. So. Yeah, get lots of deserts. You can go and make sure you don't get COVID and go and sit and work in a desert where you guys yeah. are. Yeah, but exactly. internet connection is pretty shitty yeah, out there. Satellite. <laughs> satellite. Oh, yeah, satellite. Yeah. yeah, we have our Starlink. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Have you ever used it? Is that like, okay? I have, and I... Th- I don't know if plane. I think planes are using satellite Wi-Fi now, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I'm, you know, on my way here, flying Delta, and I can. I'm. I was joining a call from the plane, and I yeah. could fully stream the call and see someone sharing their screen. Did you use the really? new teams? <laughs> no, I've, I have not switched over to the new teams because I am very afraid of the potential yeah. bugginess of when I do switch it's apparently over. Apparently, two times faster. They were said on a keynote. Today, yeah, the current but teams is very taxing on the the computer but no it, it works pretty well actually the new teams yeah. people yeah, have been telling me that so work. i think at yeah. some point i will you know break the seal and toggle toggle on the new teams Ooh, wow yeah. okay. it's gonna be a big day we'll have okay. a party you, you'll, you'll okay. tweet about it let us know yeah i clicked the toggle yeah i can see so, the headline now ex new yorker clicks the toggle <laughs> And then oh. the, the, the body of the article is just, yes, he turned on the new teams. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. No, it'll then be followed up by, and then the world failed and the internet decided not to work anymore. Just from that one toggle. Just from you, yeah. You'll be, so it'll go all the way back to be able to trace it to that one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you guys obviously cover all of the nine APIs that Simeon Cloud are looking at. Look at that. Do you see that's smooth? smooth in there then. that transition was not good <laughs> oh man all right well we've got nine podcasts coming from the Coreview stand here the dsbc so maybe i'll get better by the end of them it was as smooth as a three month old baby are they smooth i, I well you should know you're now uncle to a three month old baby. oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah you forgot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's moving on. Sorry, sis, I didn't forget about that, but <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> but, so, would you say that you're pretty risk-averse then? As a person? Yeah. As, a, as a person and as a sign for the company maybe as well? I think that as a person, I would not necessarily consider myself risk-averse. I think in you know starting a company is, you know, you are taking some risk, of course. Yes. Um, and... You know, Simeon also exists to prevent risk, right? Guarantee consistency and accuracy in your configurations and settings, right? When something is done manually in your tenant, there's the risk of manual error. So I think as a person, you know, taking the risk to start a company, that's one thing. But then Simeon is, you know, one of the core functionalities to, you know, prevent risk. So would you... Would you believe, because um, we, we talk a lot about configuration of Microsoft 365 and those kinds of things, and, and maybe Cass has got an input onto this as well, um, as I was speaking about MS Teams um, governance and things last week. So your system will obviously say, every time you do this function, it will get done the same time. And, and your roadmap, roadbook feature from Corby, Playbooks. Does Playbooks. Similar, Playbook, sorry, Playbooks. does the same kind of thing. But what happens when somebody wants to do something different? What happens if they want to change their template or their site? Do you retrospectively go back and change the old ones? Or do yeah. you have kind of this is an old site and this is a new site? Or yeah. So, what approach I mean, that's do you a, take? That's a great question. And so Simeon u- utilizes the idea of a baseline, which is essentially your golden image or how you want all of your other tenants to be configured. Like and this the is, perfect state. Exactly. The perfect yeah. state and you know the, the golden image and we call it a baseline and the idea behind that is that instead of configuring each of your tenants individually 
you can configure your one baseline tenant once and then deploy that out to all of your tenants. And so that helps with the initial setup of a tenant, of course. You can just deploy your baseline out to that tenant. Or on an ongoing basis, once your tenants are configured, if you need to make a change to all of your tenants, you can make it once in your baseline and deploy it out to all of your tenants. So to answer your question, yes, if you are altering that baseline, you can choose to apply that change to all of your tenants. Okay. And so that's a huge value add for you know some of our customers with 500 a thou, you know MSPs that manage a thousand tenants or yeah. even just 10 tenants. The ability to centrally deploy a change has been really helpful for them. And you can have the backup of that configuration, right? That's exactly. Another, yeah. So you can that's see in Simeon as well, this was a change made on this date by this person in the tenant. And then maybe Simeon will you set up an alert and say, oh wait, I don't want this to be changed. So I'll be alerted and then I can restore to before that change was made. Cool. So that's, that's uh, like point, a lifesaver for those oops moments. Yeah. Those oops moments. <laughs> yes. 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 So, oh, we'll turn that on and then everything goes to shit. It oh, is. Oh, PowerShell scripts and just change 10,000 things at the same time. It yeah. is It is really uh, an oop. It controls Z for the tenant configuration, which you know no one has right now. People are able to write PowerShell to set it up or check how, you know, get, yeah. see how something is set, but not actually have the version history. And so the way it works in Simeon is you can compare your tenant today, so you can compare how your tenant is configured today to how it was configured at a previous point in time. So yeah. right, I could compare today, the state of the tenant today to the state of the tenant one week ago. Yeah, that's cool. Corview does a similar thing, doesn't it? So you basically look at what you've got and then alerts and identifies when something's not aligned anymore. Yeah, so with CoreView, um, I already mentioned, so we help manage what's inside a tenant, yep. so objects, we are talking about users, groups, you know, devices, we can talk about that as well. So pretty much any resources that you have within tenant, but also tenant, so it's also multi-tenant solution, yep. right? So it fits perfectly with, uh, with Simeon's story as well. And the story is that you can basically, it all starts with reporting, right? Like you have to have a solid report and a, a, and a solid amount of data to start with and once you have that you can turn any report into policy and then you can tie it to remediation or monitoring actions and you know stuff like that so you are constantly let's say checking how compliant you are with what you should be having uh, happening within your tenant right so yeah. playbooks are a lifesaver for um, a lot of IT admins here yeah so. I like that I like yeah. it's very good yeah so every time a user comes in goes out changes role or you have to do stuff coming in, you can all automate those yep. whole processes. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That is change. That, that would save so much time and effort. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And um, I would say, you know, the beauty of, of the CoreView platform, there are two things that I really want to like highlight and give the shout out to if I, if I can. So the virtual tenants, so the yeah. possibility to virtually slice and dice your environment in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I love that functionality. That is so that you can just have like your yeah. German IT people manage just yeah. the German yeah. people. So you can no use more any shit of with over, yeah. you know, seven hundred attributes. Tenant. Like cool. yeah. you can mix and match. You can. It's it's beautiful. But then you combine it with a very granular role-based access control, like permission sets that you can create in CoreView, and you can specifically say, Hey, David. I want you to be able to see only a piece of my tenant and only do a very little regarding these objects. And I don't want you to be admin. Yeah. You're not even an admin. Yeah. So the bottom line is I am empowering other people within the company to do more with less. 
Awesome. Ooh, we'll where did we hear that before? I don't know. Do more with less. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's what I think. Nice. Oh, look, there they are in the corner. We nice. should put that on the booth. Do more with less. Somebody's already done that. Those over there, yeah. that, that one in the corner. Well, you know. That's all right. Listen, like reusing it. I think that's quite valid. Um, and I think we're going to cover that in a lot more detail in a later yeah. podcast. I think it's a, a key one. Yep. So, so that is pretty cool. So let's go on to uh, Simeon again. Um, obviously, Corview now have kind of uh, invested in your organization and brought them on board. It says up on the board here, Simeon Cloud, a Corview company. Uh, three, five years old, you were saying earlier. So you guys kicked off some ideas. Yeah. So we've been on the market for probably almost four years now. And prior to that, we were under development, kind of in stealth for yep. a couple of years. Our original founder, Jeff, was working on uh, developing Simeon. And really the story is that Jeff at the time was working at a, a hedge fund and also had his own MSP and was work running the internal IT there and realized that initially for rolling out in tune, they thought there was no uniform way to go from dev and their test environment into production. Yeah. Right. They would have to recreate everything, reconfigure everything, and roll all the devices. Um, getting started with Intune and Autopilot, and so he developed Simeon so that they could stage their changes with automation and configuration as code. Mm -hmm. So they could say, "All right, we have our team's environment, or sorry, our Intune environment configured how we want it to be in our test tenant and in our dev tenant." And then he developed a solution such that they could simply move those configurations from test to production. And so I we rolled that. that out Simeon Cloud at the, the, the hedge fund for internal IT and then also started utilizing it for multi-tenant management at his MSP. Once he realized the, the success it was having for you know, both enterprise internal IT and an MSP, we brought it to the market yeah. and have been welcomed with a, you know, a, cool. a warm so, welcome from the market. So what Just, were you doing before that? Before Simeon? Yeah. So Simeon was one of, you know, really one of my first ventures um, with Jeff. Um, so my story is pretty short that, you know, Simeon has been my, my one stop so far. So you came out of university, you said, I'm going to start a business with these two guys. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly okay. the, okay. Cool. the okay. story there. Okay. Right. And so, so I've uh, been... Listen, guys, we're just getting excited because Jeff Teepers... No. Yeah. Around the stand, He's Jeff Teeper is in the right building. Now. <laughs> We're now trying to persuade Lucy to see whether you'll yeah. come over and say a word. So, for those who don't know who Jeff Teeper is, he's the father of SharePoint. He's if the, you don't the, know the, president the grandfather of SharePoint. Mm -hmm. You guys should not be <laughs> even listening to this podcast if you don't know who Jeff Teeper is. Let's be honest. When when we talk about dear Jeff letters, he's the guy that reads every one of them. Maybe, yes. possibly. There we go. I don't know whether Lucy's going to be able to convince it. We'll see. We'll see. It's all part of the fun. Part of the fun. So one of the things that struck me from that um, was that this idea came from being lazy. Like all the really good IT ideas. You know, why should I have to sit there and spend hours and hours and hours doing this when actually I could build a way of doing it? Absolutely. I mean, we used to make that joke all the time. Yeah. Is that, you know. Oh, I thought it was a new one. I mean, I like it. <laughs> it could have just acted lazy. if it yeah. was a new one, man. I mean, oh, you, wow, you, that's such a good question. Yeah, thank you, Nobody Marin. Nobody ever asked me that before. <laughs> okay. I'm I am going to swap, okay? Wow. Okay. Wow, we got the man. Oh, I'm sorry. 
So no, we got okay. the man here, yeah. Jeff, we have one or two questions for you. Go, no, no, I have so a we question. got a mystery guest. A mystery guest that everybody <laughs> knows. Just if you can speak it close to the mic, it's a, a noisy old place. All right. How has your morning gone? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. I did. Yeah, you know, we had a little chat. We called a keynote. It went pretty well, I think. Yeah, I never get audiences that size. <laughs> well, keep at it. <laughs> I, I like it. I like I it. I like it. Oh, wow, well, that's that's a motivational message. <laughs> nice. It is. Yes, very very cool. <laughs> I believe. I believe yeah, you can I like do it. it. So let's just do a very quick introduction. It's David Niven. He's from Simeon Cloud. So he's uh, got a lot of tools that manage your back end for your uh -huh. Microsoft 365, I'm sure you're aware. And Moraine and Steve, we're uh, Office 365 Distilled uh, podcast. Ah, great. And, uh, but you, you know that because uh, almost every episode we do a Dear Jeff segment where we <laughs> kind of address you to fix the things that we see that are not being fixed yet. Yeah, you haven't replied yet. <laughs> well, okay. with, uh, sorry to I'll put you on the spot. I will now no. listen a little more carefully because <laughs> that's uh, good. I, you know, we always love uh, suggestions about what to do next, and so I, uh, it's great it that you guys fun. are doing this. So, have you done Amsterdam before? I guess you must have done. Um, no, they were going to have it here in 2020. Yeah, and then you know the pandemic happened. Uh, so uh, this is, I've been to Amsterdam many times, but yep. this is the first time I've been at an ESPC here. Nice, right. nice. And you'll be in, I guess you'll be in Vegas, and we might see him in Vegas, I guess. Actually, it's there, yeah. not in Vegas. It's in Orlando. Oh, yes, Orlando. We are having the biggest Microsoft 365 conference we've ever done. Wow. Uh, most presenters, most attendees, all sorts of stuff from you know, the, all the wonderful stuff we've done with SharePoint, but uh, lots of co-pilot stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it will be the deepest, most sessions on co-pilot, I nice. think, of anything we've done. Is Microsoft changing a lot because of co-pilot? Because in terms of where you were last year, for example, before you kind of kicked off a lot of the development work around the co-pilot and AI, everybody had their plans for Office and Microsoft 365. They kind of must have been turned on their head a little bit. Um, Yes and no. I mean, some, to some extent, we don't, you know, people still are going to collaborate. So they still need to send emails around and have Teams meetings and create documents and sites and so forth. Uh, so a lot of people focused, as I said in the keynote today, on the fundamentals. Right. More performance, reliability, usability, and so forth. Uh, but definitely there was a, a big shift a ton of activity around AI. It didn't yes. upend everything. Uh, there was a lot of sort of business as usual, but uh, a bunch of people did uh, go rally to get Copilot shipped a few weeks ago. Can imagine, can yeah. imagine. And so I guess a lot of your uh, roadmap changed as well over the last uh, yeah, 18 months. Yeah, um, we didn't, the neat thing about this stuff is we had a lot of the pieces in place already. Yes. We'd done the Microsoft Graph for you know ten plus years. Uh, we had uh, had a number of places where we were using previous generation language models already plugged into Office and Teams and so forth. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to oversimplify it, but there was a part of it that was just snapping in a better language model and making sure that we did uh, responsible AI work around it. Of course, yeah. Uh, so it didn't, uh, you know, 
The Azure team did a massive amount of work standing up all those specialty GPUs to build the model and so forth. They did a huge amount of work. On our side, uh, it was a, it was fun. A lot of, we could do a lot of integration very yeah. quickly. Yeah, no, I can imagine that. It was just plug and play. Almost. Basically. <laughs> uh, easier than you, not that easy, but easier than you'd think. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, it went very quickly, we know that. Yeah, so. yeah, we announced in uh, March, we previewed by June, July, and we GA'd wow. by in November 1st. Yeah, so it was, six months, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to hold you back. I know you're wandering around. Thank yeah, you very no, much for dropping you. in. Thanks um, for supporting us at ESPC. And I will. Uh, I will now listen attentively to your <laughs> podcast to make sure where, uh, uh -oh. Uh -oh. where I can get a better grade from you next time. <laughs> yes, no, I think we're at a four. Yeah, we can see if we can no. get a five by next year. All right, well, we, hey, we always should uh, get a little bit one lower grade, so we aspire to do better. So Need to right. improve, I agree oh, with yeah, that. That's, that's thank totally you very fun. much, my friend. Right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank thank Enjoy the rest of Wandering Around. Awesome. Thanks. All right, that was pretty cool. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about getting Jeff on the podcast, but we never thought it would actually happen. Okay. That was so cool. that is now after five years, like we can cross that Check off our list. list. Yes. I know. We. Yeah, we he can become a regular co-host after that. <laughs> you guys will form yeah. that connection well. Can you imagine how much time he actually has to be able to do things like that? I mean, the guy plays music as well. I have to imagine though that he does enjoy it, considering you know he does his keynotes and other speaking. Yeah gigs around so yeah but he's so incredibly busy I mean can't be yeah. yes definitely yeah. yeah somebody must build an hour in his schedule everybody will be in the expo so we're going to take a wander around be yeah. the face of Microsoft you know but he, I mean I've hands. seen him my god knows how many times over the years but that was pretty cool yeah that was pretty cool through my head a little bit that did wow alright look we're down to the last four or five minutes so uh, okay. already um, is there anything we want to close with listen um, let's ask a dodgy question and then I can chop it off at the end if we can need to. Sure. But, you know, how excited are you with Simeon being part of CoreView? I know yeah. we had a brief conversation about it and you thought it was a great match. Yeah, we've had a lot of conversations about it. I don't, I don't think it's a dodgy question at all. I mean, I think it's a great question and, you know, from the Simeon side, we're thrilled to be working with CoreView. So we've been growing steadily over the past few years and people come to us requesting a lot of this administrative functionality that CoreView does again and again and it's just not something that we've had on our roadmap or even planned to build into our solution so in looking at different partnerships we see CoreView as really the best option and the other side of the coin for doing so much of what people have been looking for in Simeon but that's just not some that's not in our in our field house yeah so very excited on the Simeon side. Also partnering with CoreView means more resources, better experience for our customers, you know, more products to offer, and, and I'll emphasize more resources for, yes, for Simeon to build out our team, build out our product, and offer the best experience possible to our clients. So do you think life's going to get more exciting now or less exciting? I think that it's, I think it's more exciting as yeah. we're able to continue to grow with CoreView benefit from the great leadership that they have as well yep. and start integrating the products. So again, now not only is Simeon Cloud uh, helping people automate their Microsoft 365 configurations, but we also have the whole other component of the day-to-day -day tenant administration and governance and automation inside the tenant. 
Yep. Because you know something I'll emphasize is that Simeon Cloud does not touch the actual data in the tenant, not the content. We are strictly configurations as settings, and Simeon is probably going to remain that way. Yes, right. We're so. we're serverless, self-hosted, not storing any data. Whereas CoreView is ingesting all of your data, reporting on it, um, and so we, you know, I think it's very complementary solutions. Neat. All right. So cool. when that CoreView check comes in. What's the first weird shit that you're gonna buy? I'm not a big buyer, but uh, is that gonna be so a new that's, car, a 100-inch plasma TV? I don't know. I I think neither nor, but I'll, I'll wow. turn it to you guys. You're if, gonna save the world. Are you gonna invest it in you know? There was That's a, a great that answer. Save the world. Save the world. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy that uh, did some of the energy drinks some years ago, and he took all of his profit, it was one of these big things, into a number of kind of world-saving things. He's 95% That's great. of his profit. And, and he did weird stuff like turning ocean water into plain drinking water. Oh, wow. And having this device on a boat, so you would float it That's amazing. You know, 200 meters off the coast and then pump cold water this actually you know Brilliant. since we are at you know a a microsoft conference something i remember from years ago was you know gray water they'll turn like water from your washing machine yeah. or like your toilet or something into usable water that you can even drink in some circumstances and i remember a video of bill gates had do you remember this video? He yes. had a gr he like drinks toilet water in the yes, video or something yeah. like that. And it's actually, like recycling, I mean, and I he's watering all of his plants with his washing machine yes. water. <laughs> I thought that, that that's an old some, one now. If, if you ever it's get like, chance to uh, to catch it, I can't remember which of the network channels it's on, but there's a, a three hour series called Inside the Brain of of uh, Bill Gates. I think it's uh, on Netflix. I think it might be Is that new. Yeah. It's well worth yeah. watching. Oh, it, interesting. It, the way that his brain works and what he does and how he's moving stuff forward. So some of those original ideas. Yeah. And, uh, and even Sounds though he has a way of cleaning up uranium, he can't actually get anybody to support it. You know, and, uh, and it's uh, interesting. He has different kind of problems. Very anyway. interesting. No, but I think things can change the world. So, yeah. All right. We're good. How are we going to change the world in the next uh, three days? In the next three days, yes. we're going to do nine podcasts on brain-bending ideas. Definitely. And hopefully I'll be here for more than just Sorry? this one. Hopefully I'll be here joining you guys for yeah, more dude. than just, no, just this one. No, that seat is now yours. Unless somebody yes. else is sitting in there. My seat. Unless it's a tall-legged blonde, then you still might want to sit in there anyway. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. And on that positive note, <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ciao. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs>